Guys of a Certain Age is brought to you by no one. Absolutely no one. Except these dudes walking down memory lane. Now let's head to the studio to see what they misremember next. Ready? Three, two, one. We're in our second 100, 101 episodes of Guys of a Certain Age. Something like that. If you missed last week's episode, we got to 100. We just thought we'd get to 11. Robbie Koblenz in studio alongside Art Shirley and Jay Reed. They were still confused. So, all right. We made I it. think we have it figured out. I got three bunch of We're just like sure? waiting for that yeah, nod. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and a name for you and for you and for you. So, you get a name and you get a name. You get a name and you get a name. So, here we go. 101. Let's get into Geeks of the Week. So, who's who wants to go first? I'll go first. Uh, talked about Wonder Woman last time. Talking about Wonder, Wonder Woman. Talking about Wonder Girl this time. Oh, yeah, that's right. I saw that. Yeah. yeah go I ahead. changed mine from what it was before. Uh, the CW is breaking new ground and has a new superhero Wonder Wonder Girl. girl. Wonder it's, Girl, but it's not the Wonder Girl that I'm familiar with. It's not Donna Troy. Not Donna Troy. It's not Casey Sandsbeck. What's the other one that Cassie? I think she's in uh, Casey, uh, Casey Sandsmark, who's also oh, in sure. Teen Titans 2. I think Donna Troy is the main one, but Cassie or whatever shows up. So she may not, you may not have seen her they, yet. I haven't seen her yet, but she yeah, Donna appearance. But Donna Troy is the one that we always. And she was, is great in Titans. And yeah. it's not Teen Titans, it's Titans. Oh, sorry. sorry. Yeah. Hard for me to change my ways. Yeah. Young well, adult titans. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, there was also a Deborah Winger character in the TV series named uh, Drusilla in the Linda Carter TV series named Drusilla. Deborah was, Winger was Deborah in. Deborah Winger. That's one of her first roles. Wow. Yeah. She played Wonder Girl. I'm going to have to uh, look yep. that up, man. But anyway, this Wonder Girl is uh, Yara Floor. And I'm probably mispronouncing that, but she's a Latina dreamer who was born of an Amazonian, Amazonian warrior and a Brazilian river god. And learns that she's Wonder Girl. She was created by Joelle Jones. And uh, so that's coming to the CW, uh, I guess, sometime probably next year. It's also part of the the uh, Berlanti group. You know, yeah. the p- more person that's doing the Flash and Black Lightning and Batwoman. And the green the Arrowverse is what it's known and as. And Titans. Like, he's a, oh, he he's an executive Titans, producer yeah. on Titans. Yeah. But so, it will be part of. I'm sure it will be part of the Arrowverse at some point. So there'll be some crossover. And Supergirl's going away. Supergirl is. Yeah. Is, uh, they're closing production on that. So I guess this is probably going to fill that spot. Well, and also that character from the DC side of things, the comic book side of things, they are revamping all their characters. Right. Yeah. Again, uh-huh. and they're 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 retiring the the tried and trues. Yeah. And so you got a new generation who's going to take those mantles, and this is right. that character who's going to take that mantle. Yeah. So, so I'm not as familiar with Wonder Girl. Are you saying that this is the same name but a different character altogether? Yes. Than it was? It's okay. a, it's a Wonder Girl was a kind of a. I don't know. I guess she was a, a sidekick as Robin was to Batman to Wonder Woman. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, I don't think in the comics she was uh, a sister like she was in the TV series, but uh, she was a. Uh, I'm showing Deborah Winger. Yeah, as, Deborah Winger. Oh my gosh, yeah. Wonder Girl. So, yeah, yeah. But uh, so you know, and then when they formed the original Teen Titans, she was a you know a member of that group with Aqualad and Speedy and. Okay. Kid Flash, I've got some Robin, Titan Comics, yeah, Teen Titan Comics, Teen Titan, mm-hmm. yeah. So, um, interesting. Yeah, you know? I, I'd be, I'm curious to see. They, no casting and news has been met, uh, been made yet. So we'll see when that comes out. How, what that looks like. Probably not Deborah Winger. No, probably, probably not. I wonder if Deborah Winger will make a cameo. That would be cool. 
Probably that would be kind of cool. Yeah, it would be cool. Because Linda Carter made a cameo as the president of the United States yeah, in, the Arrow, in, in, the, in Supergirl, Supergirl, right? Yeah, which is yeah. really fun. Yeah. So what you got there, Jay Reed? I have something. I, I maybe should have saved this till the next time Jake comes along. But have you ever heard of Game Chops? I have not. It is, is that, a is that record like, label. Is that like a wild pork chop? I, well, that's, that's yeah. more of my style than this. But um, Jacob told me about this, and it's uh, it's like a record label for, for video game music. So what they kind of do is they take the music from the video games and remix them and you know make longer songs out of it and stuff. Okay, is this the thing y'all talked about? Yes. Uh, where they and they do it when they distress or whatever the uh, the audio so that it sounds more like it's there a, is there is some lo-fi versions. Okay, so I was looking last thing. night at the uh, at what was available. So there are some lo-fi. Um, songs uh-huh. not all of them are i don't think but yeah but he he listens to it when he studies because and i didn't realize this and y'all may know this that, that the video game music is designed to keep you focused on the game so if you listen to it when you study supposedly you keep focused on what you're studying and there actually is like a live stream uh study lounge if you go to youtube and look up game chops there's a study lounge that just i guess it's just a a never-ending playlist of this stuff that wow people listen to when they study i don't I don't think it would work for me, but what, I just thought it was fascinating. One of their uh, one of their streams uh, playlist is Zelda and Chill. Right, mm-hmm. Zelda and Chill. There's a lot of and Chill, uh, Pokey songs. and Chill. Okay, not to be confused <laughs> with Netflix and Chill. Yeah, that's so, right. That's what I interesting. Sure. So, did you did you try to see if this kept you focused on you know play it and while you're doing your notes? And I, did, I didn't have time. No, not this time. But I did look for a centipede version. I couldn't find it. But uh, I think that's a little. I don't know. Well, they got Donkey Kong. There's a Donkey Kong well, song. Well, Donkey Kong transcends time. Does it? Yes, it does. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. It's where Mario started. Well, I found a centipede song by a group called Knife Party, but I couldn't <laughs> tell if it was the same. Don't um, bring a knife party to a gun <laughs> party. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> too soon. So anyway, game chops if you need something. To, music to study by. Music to study yeah. by, to concentrate on. Yeah. Um, so my geek is this will be two weeks out since it started shipping, but the um, the Apple Silicon Macs have started shipping. Uh-huh. So if you recall uh, a few months back, I, I broke that news to you guys in a Geek of the Week segment. How- Episode sixty seven. Are you sure? No, I'm just going to be my reference every time. Every time. Something. So not to be confused with order. So, hey, episode 67 is going to have this spike. Big spike. Yeah. <laughs> not to be confused. Everything happened in 67. Not to be confused with order 66, right? Oh, oh, this year yeah. I was born too. That was a, that's a very good 67? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, okay. All right. So we'll move it to 68. Yeah. Uh, so the uh, Apple had an event last week as we were recording this, and they announced their new Apple Silicon Macs. And what's real interesting is that Apple has taken their chip design and manufacturing in-house now. And so they've done this with iPads and iPhones for quite a while. So it's essentially the uh, the A14 chip, which is in the iPad Pro. They uh, did some modifications. They've called it the M1, and they've released a Mac Mini, a MacBook Air, and a MacBook Pro with the M1. Yeah. What's fascinating is how tightly optimized the operating system is to the to the chip, and so it's an instant on. Uh, the, oh, that's good. The the single core and multi core uh, bench geek scores are through the roof, mm. um, and you're seeing stuff like uh, um, DaVinci Resolve run incredibly fast as long as the software has been written and optimized for the new chips yeah that's what they're having to come out with now is, is those things right yeah, yeah so but it's just it's absolutely incredible so you're you're looking at a macbook pro with 20 hours of runtime 
Wow. You know, which That's is incredible. It really is incredible. Yeah. So, like, and you will be able to run iPad and iPhone native apps wow. on the Mac. That's so very interesting. You're looking at a, a unification of, of, of software, which potentially. they have thought they've been heading to for a while. Yeah. 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 Really so, thought it might go the other way where the tablets and i guess it has to a certain degree with the pro yeah so um it, it's going to be interesting to see how they transition their mac pro systems to um to apple silicon yeah. because those are using intel workstation class machine i mean so processors you said the air the mini and was it just a macbook a macbook pro oh, it is a macbook pro yeah okay so yeah and so the mac mini is a hundred bucks cheaper now the thing is there's no user upgradable parts at all because yeah, that's the, been kind of for a while yeah, well, well, you the could mini still, may have had some stuff. Yeah, right? the mini and uh, the twenty-seven inch iMac, you could uh, put your own RAM in. But so yeah. they've they've got. I mean, you're talking eight gigs of RAM. It's all soldered together. But there's no discrete video card. It's all built on the chip. Wow, it's pretty incredible. So it's going to be interesting to watch. And on a related note, um, this week as we're recording, Apple has announced that they're cutting their. Um, app store commission for vendors who make under a million dollars annually from 30% to 15% mm -hmm. beginning January 1 of 2021. Is that a pandemic related decision? Uh, I think it's trying to soften the water because of the lawsuit with Fortnite, Fortnite. with uh -huh. Epics and uh, Spotify and whoever else. So I think that's kind of where we're at and what's happening. Um, so anyway, that that's interesting to see. Um, and I also saw that NVIDIA has announced that you they're, they're doing a beta where you'll be able to play Fortnite in Safari streaming. So mm. getting around the whole discrete app. So anyway, that's my that's my Apple news. <laughs> so for uh, my kind of every six, six weeks Apple update. But it, it's, you know, Intel has lost another customer. Mm -hmm. um, Apple is a huge customer. Um you know, even though Apple is third or fourth place as far as as number of laptops or, or computers sold compared to Dell or or HP, that's still a lot of processors. Yeah. Intel's losing, and Intel's fighting a multiple front battle. Uh, AMD is just kicking their butt on the processor. Ryzen five just came out. Oh my goodness, you talk about a really fast system. I built a Ryzen thirty nine fifty box. Blows my Intel uh, nine series i9 9000 series i forget the specific number on it but it was a high-end a fairly high-end intel um, multi-core unit and um the ryzen just blows it away wow. so anyway interesting times and um so anyway yeah jay's glazed over so that means it's probably time to <laughs> to go to a break and we're going to talk theme songs best tv intros next and we're back after my coughing fits. I didn't take a breath when I should have. And we're going to talk best TV intros of all time. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I had a hard time separating theme songs from TV intros. Okay. So every every list I looked at, and I probably went through 25 or 30 intros last night as I was going, getting ready for this. Uh, it, it, my memories and my affection for them are tied to the, to the theme songs themselves. Mm -hmm. So what makes a good TV intro for you guys? Go ahead. I, I hadn't really thought about it really as far as, you know, listing things out. But what I when I researched it, I came across one website. I think it was twofab.com. And they were 
their criteria. That, that's fine in Art's original podcast. Was that's two right, fab. fab. <laughs> and now we're three fab. Mm. Um, well, oh, we didn't say that. <laughs> two fab and Jay. <laughs> <laughs> two fab and Jay. <laughs> wow. Okay. Anyway, their criteria for their, I think, top 29 list was that it, it wasn't just a series of clips from the show strung together, that it had its own unique personality. There was something, I mean, the song was involved, but the visual part stood alone you know it wasn't necessarily again just clips so that's kind of what i looked at and when i looked at their list i really didn't have to look at another list because i saw a handful that i remembered and enjoyed yeah there's only about a few that i and mine worked more like uh i kept thinking of like the james bond and i know we're talking about tv series but the james bond opening where you have an opening that may or may not tie into the rest of the story but it kind of is a, usually just a little self-contained piece and then you go into the theme song from that. And I'll just, if I can throw out my first one. Sure. Mission Impossible. Mm. You know, I love the way that started because you always got, uh, Jim Phelps would get the uh, the assignment, you know, usually on some type of little real, real tape recorder. And they would tell about what's going on and, you know, what the assignment was. And then at the end of it, the tape would self-destruct, you know, in 10 seconds. And you'd see it smoke and all stuff. And then it went right into the theme song. Again, great theme song. But, uh, you know, I love the way that one started. That one always, you know, had a, and, and again, each one of those was unique. It was never kind of the same thing over and over again. They, they found new ways for him to find this tape and have it, you know, it always smoked, destruct, but, you know, that was kind of neat. And they've carried that over into the movies. What about you, Jay? What's a, what's a, a, a intro that comes to mind for you? I think you have to talk about The Simpsons. Yes, that's the quintessential intro. And I tried to get some facts on this. There's like 649 episodes. Yeah, 639, and we're we're 500 away, guys. That's right. So it is, and I tried to find best I could find out. Every intro has been different. Yeah, in in all those episodes, even from the beginning. Yeah, and they they have altered. They've maybe added some things, and things have evolved, but essentially the same sequence of events, but they play out a little differently. Especially the chalkboard. And the couch. Yeah. Uh, apparently, there's a billboard now, too. Um, I, mean, I haven't watched The Simpsons in a while. I love it. But um, the, I think that is the, the, the chalkboard in the in the couch gag. Or yeah. What, always, what's, yeah. yeah. What's stand out? So, who wrote The Simpsons theme? Um, Danny know. Elfman, isn't it? Danny Elfman. That's right. That's, that's on my list as well. I have a list of 22. Lord right. have mercy. I'm going to mention one that I bet is not on your list. What's that? That girl. No, it's not. Do you remember that girl? Did anybody I do. remember the show? I do. You know, it was uh, uh, Marlo Thomas's yes. show. She was a single woman living in the in a big city. Donald Hollister was her long-suffering boyfriend. But it always started off when they'd have the, like people going in there and they say, well, you know, that girl did so-and-so. What girl? That girl. And they'd point to her and the camera would freeze and it would go into the opening segment. And the, one, the reason I remember it was at one point she's in a gorilla costume and they said, which gorilla? That gorilla. And then it changes. It says that gorilla, but changes back to that girl. And it was kind of funny. When did that show come out? 60s, uh, you know, mid 60s, whatever. Uh, it was, I always think of it being around the same time as Mary Tyler Moore, but I think it actually was before the Mary Tyler Moore show. But gotcha. It was uh, one of those kind of groundbreaking shows with, uh, you know, showing a, a single woman without really, you know, a dependency on any type of male thing. So it was, like I said, it was a, it was a big show for at the time. You know, what's interesting is to see the evolution of the TV intro because so many times, mm-hmm. 60s, 70s, and 80s, the it was the the origin story of the show right, in yeah. the TV intro. And uh, I'm thinking of stuff like Dukes of Hazard, 
uh, Beverly Hillbillies, A Team, uh, A Team, Laverne and Shirley, uh, the Jeffersons. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, the whole story's yeah. told right there. That's the right. Yeah. So Six Million Dollar Man. I don't know if you remember that. If you have that on there, but no, yeah. I don't. But um, but so and then you also had the the art artistic take on the intro where you've got a standalone theme song a lot like mission impossible Mm -hmm. and and from from back then uh the things that come to mind for me are um i I think maybe one of the greatest intros of all times the rockford files yeah you know uh a unique styling of Uh of a of a piece of music and then the visual it was it was almost like a a clip intro yeah but uh a very very unique visual style yeah Uh, Hawaii Five O, yeah, uh, that's, falls, yeah, yeah, falls into that mm-hmm. uh, because they would show again, and and I know you have this in list because we talk about it, but Hawaii Five O would show you scenes from the upcoming from the show yeah. you were about to see, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mannix. Okay. I don't know if you remember Mannix. Yeah. I remember Mannix yeah. vaguely. Um, Mash, one of the greatest yeah. theme songs. Suicide mm-hmm. is painless. Yeah, um, and you know, but that was now. Did Rockford file? Did they? they there was a voicemail <sighs> message left by the father. Yeah. Did that change every time? It changed. Yeah, yeah that's what I yeah, thought. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So um, that was that was a, a, a neat gag. Mm-hmm. Uh, so those are some of the ones I've got uh, for for seventies and eighties. Uh, and things seemed to uh, start to change a little bit as we got you know mid eighties later. Um, arguably, I, I think probably the greatest intro of all time is the intro to Cheers. Mm-hmm. That was on my list too. Yeah, um, you know because uh, the the song is so iconic. And if you remember the 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 visuals were like the vintage images. Yeah, people yeah. at this bar through the years. Yeah, through the years from its founding to. And they kind of. Yeah. If I was watching that one, and as the characters or the actors' names came up, you know, you knew it wasn't them. But you would but see the, somebody. The pictures were representative. Similar, representative. Like, it was, it yeah. Was Ted Dance, and you'd see the bartender, but from uh, like the eighteen hundreds or early. Right, like, right, 19. and George, and um, there was a lot yeah. of stuff, and yeah. that was something on. And they this changed website. it when. Woody Harrelson came in to replace place coach. They put a yeah. new oh, really? person in there. Yeah. 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 Um, so that the 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 Cheers intro to me is just just yeah, absolutely. That's a great. Yeah. yeah. So, this website had mentioned that because Cheers focused on the bar uh, itself and the experience of the bar and the friendliness and the place to hang out, not on the individual characters. Not on the so, alcoholics who came in and yeah, out. Right. So what else is on your list, Jim? Wonder Years. I've got Wonder Years on it too. I love the Wonder Years. Anyway, and of course, it had the characters in it, but it was a home movie, basically, of yeah. the characters. Yeah. Um, Joe Cocker, everybody, get by with a little help from my friends. Right, and, and we talked earlier about the song. I didn't focus on my favorite songs, but obviously the songs do tie it all together. So, Well, and to me, that song is probably most indicative of the feeling of the show. Oh, yeah. yeah. Does yeah. that make sense? Uh-huh. Um, that's just, I mean, it's a, it, it's a popular tune and you'll see that through intros where you'll have pop artists do, uh, mm-hmm. intros. One of those from about the same time is Malcolm in the middle and they might be giants did the intro for Malcolm in the middle, which was mm-hmm. a Fox staple. That's kind of where everybody learned Brian, who Brian Cranston right. was. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, that was where he gained prominence prior, mm-hmm. prior to breaking bad. Um, you know, so music that, to me, the greatest guitar-driven intro of the '70s and '80s has got to be Magnum PI. Yeah, that's some dude rocking files. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So Magnum PI was great. Yeah, yeah. So it, yeah. great tune. Uh, the and that the, and just man, it made, sucked you in from the beginning. That so, helicopter scene. <laughs> so that intro is a mini movie that's yeah. indicative of, the, of uh-huh. the action and not necessarily a clip. So what else you got on your list? Well. Things that I was thinking about were the things that used cartoon intros, you know, for live action shows. And 
you know, there was Bewitched and I Dream of Genie, which were so mm-hmm. similar in, in a lot of respects. But they also both had a cartoon intro that showed you a little bit about the history of, of, of the show. Like you see how, you know, Larry Hagman's character finds the bottle and gets Genie, and then Bewitched, you know, as a witch riding a broom. But then she comes down to the housewife. So it kind of explains the concept of sure. the show there. And, of course, Batman 66, I'm sure one of the reasons it was so popular with kids is it starts off with a cartoon version of Batman. So you're thinking, okay, huh. this is going to be – you get a feel that it's – I think because of that intro, it's not taking itself too seriously. So the adults can see it that way. But the kids also, you realize, hey, this is probably something that's uh, you know, maybe a little more kid-friendly. And that's one of Robbie shows, Mad Men. Didn't it have a sort of a cartoonist yeah, we'll, intro? we'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> so, uh, you know, something that, that I didn't watch, but it's an incredibly popular intro, is the intro to – the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Yeah, yeah. That's, oh, that's yeah. on my list. Yeah. yeah. What else you got on your list? Which the, is heading for a reunion and a remake. A reboot. I, they've, I, they've already dropped. Uh, Has a reunion dropped already? They dropped it on Max, I believe. Okay. HBO yeah. Max. Yeah. And they're doing it. From now on, we're just calling it Max. Okay. Max. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Not to be confused with Cinemax. No. Oh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> uh, Cosby Show was one that came up with oh. the dan- little dance scene. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, you know. Obviously, only, characters were there, but nothing, no clips. Only thing was missing was Jello pudding pops. Yeah, <laughs> so, so that I mean, that's one that I remember that we watched a lot. Uh, the Muppet Show, I rewatched. Yeah, that one. that's a good one. That's and that a great made me one. when I watched the Muppet Show, I thought, well, I used to watch even as a young adult. I watched Fraggle Rock. Yeah. And that, I've been singing it ever since I watched yeah. it this morning in my head. Of yeah. There's a, there are YouTube videos you could find on great intros. Mm-hmm. You know, and they'll just show you, and you, there's shows you've completely forgotten about. Oh, yeah. I mean, we talked about. Talked about Arc Two not too long ago, and that's got one. That's really got a pretty good intro to it. it. You go, wow, this looks like a, a show. You know, and we text on UFO. Yeah, UFO is the one that I was going to bring up earlier. Yeah, yeah. The, the yeah. So talk about UFO, Gary Anderson. Yeah, UFO. it's uh, just one of these things where you see there's this either uh, either it's a typewriter or some type of uh, AP wire it's a, machine. It's a teletype. A teletype is what yeah. it is. Yeah. And uh, so it's it's writing this stuff out about you know the UFO and unidentified flying objects or it stands for no, something else. It, in the, no, it's uh, unified. Uh, unified, yeah. It's, it stands for the thing, and I haven't watched it in a couple of years. But we were talking about it, and then you see clips of the different parts of this organization, and they're in submarines, they're in you know space, they're on the moon colony rather, and then uh, they're you know and these uh, what look like rockets. I think they're actually jet yeah. planes or whatever. And so there's all this stuff. And then they will intersperse scenes again from the upcoming episode, right? And, and on top of that, they will intersperse title cards for less than a second. It'll say 1980. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. To, to give you that subliminal cut. And, and and then Jerry Anderson also did Space 1989, which kind yeah. of followed that, followed that same format. You'd see this stuff and then, yeah, so it was... Uh, I, I, I could not find that on Hulu. You said it was on Hulu. It, I oh, can't, so maybe they pulled it. I can't find it anywhere. Yeah. I mean, yeah. once you saw it, I mean, you know. Well, I, I know they did pull it for a while. That's one reason I only watched uh, the, epi- the season I did, which was season one. Sure. And then they pulled it for a while, as they do. And I thought it had come back, but maybe it hasn't. So what else you got on your list? I've got a few more I want to hit. Here. Yeah, I got to just have a couple more or some some of the new ones like man in the high castle had a good intro yeah mm-hmm. well hold on let's get through the 90s oh i don't i didn't look at dates <sighs> well let me go back farther then what about like my brother will uh appreciate this a lone ranger oh uh, sure i remember had a great intro it's consistent what about andy griffith i mean yeah was that i don't remember it being clips but it you know no 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 it would show you'd see Opie and andy you know walking, walking down the dark or... road going to fish uh-huh. and they did update it for color and they probably updated it somewhere along the line as Opie got a little earlier, they did. a little older. Really. Mm-hmm. They did, yeah. So, but that's so, iconic. Along that same lines, Green Acres. Yeah. Yes, another yeah. one of those. Yeah. Well, that whole that whole uh, Hooterville 
yeah. thing with Green Acres and uh, Petticoat Junction. Yep. Um, there was one more in there. The first, there? the first television extended universe. You know? Yeah, it really yeah. was it though. Was, yeah. yeah, Beverly Hillbillies. I think you know was also part of that. Now they would go back sometimes. They weren't as involved as Green Acres and Petticoat Junction were. Yeah, but they would sometimes go back. You know, and, and those are kind of or the origin story intros like yes, yeah, exactly. Too. Right. And, and, and to me, Green Acres. What made Green Acres so much fun is you had the contrast between Zsa Zsa Gabor yeah. and. Uh-huh. Um, Oh, Eddie, Eddie Albert, Albert. Eddie yeah. Albert, mm-hmm. and I love the the homage to American Gothic yeah, at the end. Yeah, you know, yeah. With that the was really board. yeah. So, and those are shows that you go, you know, you kind of liked them as a kid. Then you go, oh, I can't believe I watched that. And you go back and go, this had a little bit more humor going on than they, I caught the they, first time around. It, it had some subtleties to yeah, it. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, that uh, Green Anchors was on my list. Uh, I may have mentioned. Did I mention Laverne and Shirley? You did. Yeah. yeah. Shamil Shamazel, which I really uh-huh. still have no idea what Hoss awesome Pepper Incorporated. Uh-huh. So some of the things that stuck out to me in the 90s, uh, we talked about the Wonder Years, uh, but Drew Carey, the Drew Carey yes, show. I got that one. On yeah. Show. So talk about the Drew Carey show intro. Well, I'd forgotten about it. And I watched the clip and it's just awesome. I mean, again, tied to the song, but not clips from the show, really. Um, characters. It's, it's, it's almost like a flash game. Cleveland rocks. Yeah, yeah it is like a flash Flash mob, flash, flash mob, yeah, flash mob. What a feeling! Yeah. yeah, yeah. Now the intro I watched, I think, was a lot longer than what they actually showed on each episode. I, I no, it, it was close to a minute. That intro really? is pretty pretty long. Uh, Presidents of the United States did the intro. Uh, you may have remembered them from Lump. Mm. You know that was their their top forty hit, but that was. Uh, Presidents of the United States sang the the Cleveland Rocks tune. So yeah. Now along those lines, you know that was the the show that kind of started that. Let's get a pop star. Let's get a a well, friends with the Rembrandts. I'll be uh-huh. there for you. Right. Really set up the hey, let's tie in a, a musical act to a current to a current current mm-hmm. show. In and of the fact that, like for instance, the Rembrandts cut cut the abbreviated friends intro as a standalone yeah and it became so friggin' popular radio stations were recording the friends intro off of television and playing it back in rotation wow and then the rembrandts were like oh okay we need to do a full-length version of this yeah. and they didn't release it It was a huge hit yeah. for them but you know that iconic friends intro with them around the pool yeah the the umbrellas you know and then the rembrandts tune yeah. so that was kind of that that whole 90s let's get a pop star or a rock band to do our thing yeah. so and i'd say the monkeys probably well yeah <laughs> first Mon- yeah, oh, yeah. yeah absolutely but that was a whole show built that, around yeah that was a and fake fake rock band built around a show that's right the other way around and th- there were some other in- instances of that yeah, through partridge time. family you know you exactly. that kind of stuff but yeah but getting but a yeah but getting a, a recognized pop band to, co- to do that yeah, that's, and yeah. There, there was a show on uh, there was a show on fox about the same time called the heights and it was a it was a a, a drama about the band called the heights and they mm-hmm. they had released a song called how do you talk to an angel you're talking 90 91 92 uh-huh. well the 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 song stayed on the top 40 longer than the show ran they mm-hmm. they killed the show after like three episodes yeah. you know so the magic doesn't always happen twice yeah. or three times or four yeah. times so what else you got on yours art um the Wild Wild West is one that, oh, you know, sure, yeah. uh, and it, it really was not as much an intro as it was uh, a kind of a, a motif they used throughout the show. It would always start every episode. I think we've talked about this before was the night of something, but you'd see a, a thing and then there would be a, you know, it would be kind of set the stage for the upcoming episode and it would freeze. And then you would have, you would go to this animated special, the animated part after that, which was, uh, you know, again, a cartoon. It looked very much in the style of this, 
uh, anti-smoking campaign they did around the same time as this cowboy was was illustrated. It didn't look anything like James West. But there was a block in each corner. And as each act, you know, starting with that first one, they would do this kind of um, uh, photo treatment on there and they would freeze frame a photo. And so when you got to the second commercial, the second block would fill up and you'd see that. And so each each episode... Each act had its own little illustration there at the end of it, so it all added up to that. Cool. What else you got? I've got a few more to go through. I just the one I wrote down as we were talking was Charlie's Angels. You know, uh, kind of told yeah. the story of Charlie and, and the answer machine. Kind Hello, of thing. Angel. Their intercom. Yeah. 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 You never now saw. Now they Charlie. work for me. Now they work for me. Um, so, to me, one of the most iconic. It, it's a theme song, but when I hear the opening bars of this, I know what's about to happen. Sing it for us. Doom, 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 doom. Monday Night Football. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You know, so prior to it, Monday Night Football moving from ABC to ESPN, uh, Monday Night Football was the football event. Folks would come home from work as quickly as possible. Mm-hmm. That was the showcase game. You had Howard Cosell. You had mm-hmm. Don Johnson. You had, you had not Don Johnson, Don Meredith. Uh, <laughs> Frank um, Gifford. Frank Gifford. Yeah. And so they... They commissioned that theme song. Even now, when I hear that opening, uh, even though it's it's changed somewhat through the years, because mm-hmm. you had Hank Williams, Are You Ready for Some Football? Right. Came in. They still had that same Monday night theme as part of the opening right. as, they, as they get into the stadium. So Monday night football. I mean, you, you, you mean, when I mentioned oh, it. Yeah, you, yeah, you oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. In fact, let me just jump in with the one. ABC Wide World of Sports. Yeah. Exactly. The yeah. Agony of Defeat. Yeah. That's right. That guy on the ski. Yeah. Jump. Man. man. Is yeah. he dead yet? Yeah. I that's mean, right. you know, <laughs> how but, many times do we have to do this? But you have to remember that Monday Night Football three. is yeah. from the same sports creative team yeah. that came up with Wide World of Sports. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right. And their whole idea was let's find sporting events that aren't quite as mainstream and yeah. let's show them because they're going to be cheaper to yeah. you know, get the rights to. Yeah. So. Um, I've got a few more to finish out here. Go ahead. Uh, one of my favorites of all time is the West Wing. I love Snuffy Walden's uh, theme to it. And the West Wing dropped their uh, their stage read of an episode on H, excuse me, on the Max, Max um, a few weeks ago. And Snuffy Walden did a re-imaging of that theme, which Snuffy is a guitar player by trade, plays a lot of things, obviously. And uh, it just was really it was it was almost emotional hearing that that rift on the west wing that's just a great great intro and you've got some clips in there but they're stylized and it was a real um real motion graphics heavy intro for the time you're talking 99 2000 2001 and i think that one has has stood the test of time um but, you know, for, for my money, probably, well, Mad Men, great intro. You talked about it a few minutes ago. Um, R2, R, let's see, R2-D1. I, I can't remember the, 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 the artist who wrote the tune. Uh, is an R2-D2 derivative is the name, is the name of the electronic band. And so that, the, that animated intro is emblematic of Don Draper's continuing fall through his life. Very, very, very powerful. Um, so that's a, a great intro. But the 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 art, the cinematic artsy intro, I think that kind of sets that whole genre up in the late '90s and early 2000s is probably the intro to Sopranos. 
I never watched it. Yeah, see, uh, all three of those shows you just mentioned, I don't watch. Oh, man. <laughs> like, yeah. See, I didn't watch The Sopranos, but yeah. I love the intro. Uh-huh. Uh, so much so that we had several clients say, hey, we want to we mimic The Sopranos. Yeah. And uh, it's just Tony Soprano going to work and mm-hmm. uh, a very gravelly, bluesy tune. I, I I suggest going to dig it up and just just is listen. It on, it's probably on the Max right now. Isn't it? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. The Max, uh, the Max. Uh, but that's a great, great intro. And then uh, something better than Gilligan's Island. I mean, come on. Yeah, it kind of yeah, okay. yeah. Gilligan's Island sticks out. You know yeah, the, the the version of the first season that didn't mention Professor Marianne by name. They added them later. Yeah, oh, that's and right. the rest is all they were at first. I've got one more to go through, go but I'm going to hit you guys for what else? What well, else just you? you mentioned that Gilligan's. I thought I'd thought about the Brady Bunch. Um, I mean, obviously, yeah, the song that's a great tied one. to it. And I mean, y'all especially have, in these days of Zoom, I think we all are talking about the Brady <laughs> exactly. Bunch. Exactly. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, y'all have even got a a, a mimic Brady Bunch picture of yourselves out in your lobby. Here yeah. Well, a postcard, a Christmas card we did a few years ago. Yeah. So, what else comes to mind intro wise? Uh, I just had it. Now it's gone. But uh, like I said, the Gilligan's Island is one I thought it was. It's one of those where they used to tell the story, and those kind of things are good. All the Star Trek intros, I so, mean, are pretty. You know, I mean, they. What I liked was the way that Next Generation copied that formula yeah. with of the ship coming through and the whole. I mean, that's an iconic piece of work. You know, that um, where no man has gone before, which was changed to where no one has gone before now. But um, uh, you know, those those two series especially did it. Uh, they tried to mimic that a couple other times. I liked when they went off of that for like Discovery. I love what Discovery's done. Yeah, you know. But anyway, those those I think the, the original and the Next Generation are both iconic. See, my favorite Star Trek intro. I've got it down here is Voyager. Yeah, yeah. See, that was a good one too. And oh man, kinda, I love Voyager because they they you know after Deep Space Nine they realized they couldn't keep trying to copy it because they didn't always work. So they yeah. were able to do something a little different with Voyager, which I, worked. I, I love the I love the theme song mm-hmm. and uh, and I was obsessed with particle systems when Voyager yeah. came out. So it's got a lot mm-hmm. of. Uh, high-end animation of particle systems, mm-hmm. but it's a gorgeous intro yeah. and it really captures the soul of the series. Mm-hmm. That may be the most underrated Star Trek series. I think it is. Yeah. I'd have to agree. It's a great, so mm-hmm. what else you got? That's it. I'm, so it's all you now. Well, I mean, I, and I'm going to close with probably, uh, one of the most popular intros of the last five years is the intro to game of Thrones. Yeah. So, so many people have tried to copy that. I is watched that. I did watch that the other day that was pretty cool so i it's the only intro that i can remember that i would watch specifically to find out what's coming up in the episode mm-hmm. because if you remember if just to refer, refresh your memory fabulous theme tune but you're seeing the the entirety of the world and the camera zooms down to different places you're going to visit mm-hmm. so you know if you're going to go off to the to the far reaches with uh with denarius or if you're going to go up to the wall with Jon Snow. And so that was one of the most practical intros. And, and that that style is just really fabulous. So a lot of folks tried to mimic it. Mm-hmm. But I think that's, that is probably one of the most classic intros. And the music's intros. great, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Music's great. Is that it? Did we take an entire TV intro history and lesson that, in 20 That was just the intro. Yeah. And you know the thing is. Yeah, but the truth is, there's so many we probably will remember once we're through with this and go, oh, what about this? What about that? But so, yeah. So send them in, listeners. That's right. And That's for right. 200th episode, we'll read them out loud, or maybe not. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thanks, guys, for listening, and we'll see you back here next week. <laughs>